I'm with Nate and Leah. They made a film called Straight Ball with Eugene Kotlyarenko. I'm gonna call Eugene on Google Hangout in a second because he's in LA. But you guys just came in on a bus with no bathroom. Yeah. yeah. Tell me about Dude, that. Okay, we. Uh, what the fuck? It's like a little school bus. Yeah, it was like a white little school bus. And yeah, for four hours, three or four hours on that bus, we had no bathroom. And so we were like terrified of drinking water yeah. and terrified if we had to shit. Yeah, until um, we reached the borderlands of uh, Buffalo. Yeah, and then we got to <laughs> magical Buffalo where everything changed for yeah, us. Yeah. And the whole bus itself was 12 hours, which I was dreading, but it was honestly very peaceful yeah. and beautiful. Yeah, with this podcast, we're going to get Greyhound back into Toronto, yeah. <laughs> running buses again. Yeah, that's the goal. <laughs> Um, did you want to call Morgan as well? I think oh, sure. Uh, he's down. Yeah, he's sure. down. Sure. Yeah, so. uh, yeah, if you want to put him on speaker. Yeah. Okay, cool. And we can just put it next to this. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were talking about, I don't know, just topics we were just talking about a second ago. We were talking about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Twin Peaks, um, the masks in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, how Leatherface evokes his different moods and personalities and experiences and sort of <laughs> roles that he mm-hmm. plays in the household and the family through the masks. And I have the pretty lady mask over there. Yes. And that's the one he wears Which when he prepares too. dinner. What is the other mask there? Uh, there's Gabriel from Malignant. Oh, cool, cool. Um, Jason, which is like Tom Savini made that during pandemic as like oh. a, you know, the, oh, like a face mask. mask. Yeah. Yeah. And he signed it. Then that's an MF Doom mask. Yeah. Um, the rest or I have a Rough Riders chain. Yeah. Also shout out uh House of Psychotic Women. Yeah. 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 Toronto yeah. favorite. We were just talking so about good. Kayla. So you know her, yeah? Yeah, we just know Kayla from around. She yeah. lived in Toronto for a while and then moved to an island, which uh I think she's really happy there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um hold on one sec. <clears throat> like like north like up north or what? I forget. It it's like a totally magical island in which she is completely Isolated and seems to be like really, really happy and like out of, the, out of the rat yeah. race. Yeah. Sounds great. Have you um, read House of Psychotic Women? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very good. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Will you, for people she, listening, will you talk about that book and like what, what it is and what it means? <laughs> I don't have I don't have anything to say about House of Psychotic Women. That's not no, to someone said. who's never read it. Oh, yeah, it's wonderful. Who it's, know it exists because I think it's uh, one of a kind. It's like yeah. it's like really important. Yeah, yeah. It's you know it's an autobiography through yeah through watching movies. movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Her her story of like like uh, an auto ethnography. Yeah, through watching yeah. films. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she bounces back and forth between like capsule reviews too, like structurally, mm. and then like um, just her see. life. And yeah, is it decaf? No. Oh, okay, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. I'll have tea. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, that's okay. Don't worry about it. This um, orange juice is so good. Yeah, t- tell like, tell people about this book. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message. <laughs> oh, you can join later. Too. Yeah, yeah. Um. Oh yeah, no. I mean, Kayla's been doing a lot of great books. That that book's really cool. Uh. uh it's just um, I don't know. It's like a seminal text. It's like a classic uh, mm-hmm. of that kind of thing. I really love it. I think of it as like, um, you know, what it says about memory. Mm -hmm. And I I think of it, I actually 
wasn't, I made a movie where I basically talked about having a, like a malformed memory that mm. like I thought of a movie that I watched as a kid as different than it oh, what movie? really what creep show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I could show you this one. Yeah. If, uh, I'm not showing it on Thursday, but mm. I'd love to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Eugene's seen it. Eugene, I think was at my place when we did a screening one time, but it's, it's, it started where <clears> I, it's very her. And I don't think I had read the book. If I had read it, I had read it long ago. Mm-hmm. And like, it wasn't in my mind when I was forming these ideas. Oh. Um, but basically I had an experience where I like talked about the movie mm-hmm. creep show, specifically the raft, that episode of creep show too. Yeah. Um, and I recounted it. Yeah. That one's amazing. Well, my recounting was false. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't what it really was. Thank you. And, um, that's amazing. I mean, that's that so much that kind of movie, cause this kind of cheap thing, but you don't notice that when you're a kid. And it's kind of like the raft, Lee, if you haven't seen it, is like um, this thing that's like it's under the, the water, and it's these teens who kind of went out on this raft. Just to, it's the most simple, beautiful story. Nash really loves it. Chris Nash yeah. loves it. But mm-hmm. um, where there's this like thing in the water, it's just this like black ooze. Mm-hmm. And if they go in, it starts just being like, oh God, oh, it's on me, it's on me. But it's amorphous. <laughs> And it start they're like then they start like screaming and then it looks like it's like dissolving them almost. Oh my god! And they they just like can't like move. Is it like burning through their skin. It like eats. It just them. eats them like, kind yeah. of like it eats a through them. Like seeing a stomach. I like have a without. shirt of it of, wow. of the, the where she's reaching out like yeah. it's the face Dude. getting like half eaten and and yeah. reaching out the, the like the iconic image. There's like <laughs> yeah. four iconic images yeah. in like, that literal oh, okay. like ten minute piece. It's like fifteen yeah. minutes whatever. And there's like burned images so many from that one and and her going like it hurts you know it's just yeah but but then as soon as it goes back in the water it's like then there's three of them left then there's two of them left it's like calm Uh, like the water's just completely peaceful and they're just like what do we do like this is so fucked and then they get bored they just hang out again just recounting it i feel like i'm yeah what's your writing a short story I've probably watched it pretty recently. Okay. I won't watch the other parts of Creepshow too, just the rap. I That's think it's me like, too. Yeah. yeah, it's like the one. Something I'm fascinated though by is like, oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. you had a false memory of this. So when you were recounting it. Yeah, what's up, dude? Hey, Morgan, how's it going? Hey, Morgan. Hello, Here, can it, you hear? Oh, hold on. next to this. Oh, fuck, I don't think my speakerphone's gonna work. Hey, what's up, how you working. doing? What do you mean? I don't think he'll be able to hear us. How are do you? Do you want to call mine? Yeah, Why sure. Why call mine? Sure, mm-hmm. sure. Do you want to conference me or, or just I give him know. my number? <laughs> Here. Yeah, I think we're recording. Call him on Samsung. I think they're recording right now, yeah. I'm going to call or you Or you can join this Google Hangout. You, you want to join the Google Hangout? Eugene's going to join that. You got to cut this part out. Whatever. <laughs> I yeah, I think really Eugene's on here too, yeah. Um, Would you have the email for the Google Hangout? Yeah. I don't know. Probably an hour or so. Maybe no, less. You can come on for a few minutes. Yeah, why not? It doesn't mean it's like you. Okay, cool. Uh, okay, I'll shoot them your email. I just texted it to you, so. Okay, great. Okay. Yeah, that'll be it. the easiest thing. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, well, first of all, like, I should just, I, I can just show you the movie, but. Um, oh, there we go. Sorry, yeah, Leah, you were saying. No, it's cool. Eugene's here. Oh, hey, not Eugene. at all. How you doing? Hi. I'm good. I'm good. Is this a microphone-only audio 
damages are entirely crucial. I'm not going to use it's damages not, it's at It's not all. one of these next level Cine okay. podcasts. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Just yeah. regular oh, well, radio. Sorry, sorry for coming on late, guys. No, thanks for having me on. How are you doing? And, very, and thanks to um, Nate and um, Leah for coming down to New York. And thanks for Sean for having the screening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. thanks for making the movie. Exciting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know how much um, Nate and Leah got into it, but making the movie was a um, really fun, unique experience. And um, that is almost as much of a movie itself. So we can kind of get into that real quick. Totally. Yeah. Or I have to f- hop off again. Yeah, yeah. But if, if, I don't know what you guys were talking about. I don't mean to like interject. No. We've just no, been no. we've just been talking about horror movies, honestly. So so. Talk, oh, cool. Okay, okay. Enjoy yeah, yeah, the movie. So, Tell us about it. Yeah, yeah. So the movie was just a bit of a lark based on a few different elements, but it ended up being I don't mean people will see it. It's just kind of like a deconstruction of a date a date that goes in kind of a few different unhinged directions. Um, and I think two, there were two parts of the Genesis. One part of the Genesis was like an idea that I had spoken about with Peter back a while ago about um, a movie with a bunch of anecdotes about cancellation, people being canceled on dates and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, part of that is that, you know, it's going to, there's going to be a backbone narrative, but then there's going to be, cutaway points to like sort of anecdotes and yeah we thought we were and stuff and so i thought oh okay okay okay. so that was something in the back of my mind and then uh what happened was that um some people that nate and leah are friends with you guys are friends with uh the adams and yeah yeah and stuff right okay so they formed a, uh, a programming series in toronto called kfab and I think the, the their first program was um, some of my movies. And so they reached out and organized. They said, would I be interested? And I said, yeah, that would be great. Um, and so they decided they showed four movies in Toronto over a Friday and a Saturday. And it was um, Zeros and Ones, Spree, and Wobble Palace, and We Are. Oh, yeah, I remember you were so, posting about this. It looked awesome. It was really wonderful. Yeah, it was it, it was cool, and it was definitely um, a really nice moment. It was like during, and towards end of pandemic, end of 2021, and hey guys. Hey. <laughs> and there was um, a kind of, yeah, it's just an exciting sort of, for me, exciting interest in my work <laughs> in a few different places, and I'd never been in Toronto, and it was cool. And, uh, and the people who turned out, were very cool, I thought, and very film nerds, but in the right way, whatever that means. Um, <laughs> they were film nerds, but like honestly, in the right way. They like, <laughs> yeah. so they kind of they kind of knew what they were doing. Um, yeah, it was awesome, and meeting you guys was super fun, and meeting um, you know the KFAB team was super fun, and Don. For, for and Toronto, I, it, it was a bit like waking up out of like I think a bit of like a. A nap it felt like like that mm. stretch yeah. was was really slow when was it and suddenly screenings were coming back and it was just great this was a november november 2021 yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah and yeah. yeah so it felt like really exciting that like 
these young programmers were like making something bringing people in like every there was like this like energy of like excitement and enthusiasm I love that you were coming and just like chatting and like then we all went to karaoke and we were all like singing yeah. our hearts out and it was just like a really great time and I mean this um, sounds like literally you know, Eugene and I have talked about this a little bit like the impetus for like what I want these screenings to be like why you know why I like brand something as reunion to yeah. Rather than it just being, because Eugene's done a bunch like at my place when it's just been private and mm-hmm. it's just been like friends and family kind of thing. But I want it to be something that people participate. In. I want it to be public. I want yeah. people to hear about it. I want it to be like an experience, a night yeah. that yeah. is not just like you know buy a ticket. This is the showtime. Whatever, come in yeah. and out. I want it to be like you're gonna go and the people are gonna be there yeah. and you're gonna have it's social. Mm-hmm. You're gonna learn things you're gonna meet new people like that sounds awesome that toronto has that well since that screening too like things really like there's now a lot more screenings like that it was a real like catalyst honestly other screenings for other people yeah yeah Yeah. and like i think something that you're saying sean is like there's like a kind of like a reciprocal thing happening oh hey what's up hey buddy (laughs) how's it going what's up morgan hey Hey, morgan (laughs) hey what's up man good to see you we're talking about things in Toronto, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. so, and from that night, you, you a lot of people in, who were at that right screening... Guy. Okay, so, look, this oh, is actually super interesting, so... Wait, so introduce we're, we're, Morgan, because yes. I'm only doing audio, so so just contextualize. Uh, okay, okay, uh, Morgan, you are uh, one of the stars of the Shake Ball, and one of my uh, oldest collaborators, <laughs> and, and um, you, have, you have a Toronto connection, too. I mean, more so even definitely than me. But, but let me let me let me just give a little context. So, um, yeah, KFAB happened. They organized the the program. I flew up. Um, I met Nate and Leah at the first screening. And did you guys go to all the screenings? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we yeah, almost did. okay, cool. Didn't so yeah, <laughs> but we so, so that to. that was amazing. Now the first screening came. Also, a guy uh, named Stuart Rosenthal, that a guy from LA named Cole, a young kid who, um, like, I've talked to a bunch of times about movies, said, Oh, you got to meet this guy, Stuart. So he sent Stuart, and Stuart is kind of a bit of a TikTok person, persona, and okay. kind of legend. Yeah. And, oh, you could say influencer. Um, <laughs> did I tell you, by the way, that he, he's really. He's pretty famous because I was hanging out with a girl in New York and she was randomly like, You kind of remind me of this guy. (laughs) No (laughs) way. (laughs) That's randomly insane. Yeah, randomly. And then then I was obviously, I didn't know how to take it. And then I was like, You know, he played my father and she didn't believe me. (laughs) Of course, it's so funny. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, and, and he was sending so, you messages, so Eugene. He was Stuart, like, he was like, I'm coming for you, Eugene. Like, I'm coming to your screening. This is. Yeah, he's, he was like Terminator. I'm coming for you. <laughs> but so, so, so I mean, he came to the, screen, the spree screening. He had a curfew, so he had to like leave at the top of the Q and A because he had to be back in his hotel room by nine p.m. because he was, you know, had this long relationship with the law. Anyway, so... so <laughs> I've never... Yeah, like, that's can we Can we give that to Anna Delvey for her to use the same language? <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, she has yeah, a relationship exactly. with the law. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. In his earliest days, he was a lawyer, and he was defending <laughs> right. um, accused criminals and stuff. So yeah. he had this 
and then he himself became an accused criminal and he was able to evade or <laughs> you know evade, yeah. be a non-convicted and then yeah. they say all these cool terms i'm going to hear yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, on tiktok meeting him and watching him do his dances yeah he aisles, dances on tiktok movie theater and kind of talking to him for a while i said wow what an interesting character you know and so yeah. that that was lodged in my brain um and then so after the sunday screening i think i was leaving toronto on tuesday afternoon after the friday saturday screenings i was going to leave toronto tuesday afternoon so then sunday i did this thing where um, I said, anyone who came to all four screenings, I'm going to buy you a ticket to this Buster Keaton uh, feature on Sunday mm-hmm. afternoon. And so Nate and Leah and a few others, we went to that screening, the Buster Keaton thing, and then afterwards we went to get some food. And there, in getting food after the Buster Keaton screening, I believe, Nate, you were like, it could have been maybe Shelby, but I think it was you, Nate, was like, hey, why don't we make something? I think it was actually the night before, because I remember we were all okay. at karaoke, yeah. and it was very loud, but I remember feeling very embarrassed that night. We were emailing, but I just dared, I was like, we're going to make a feature yeah, th- yeah, this yeah. weekend, because we were yeah. frustrated, uh, a feature? failing to make yeah. our own feature, well, we and like, then we were talking about Chekhov. Nothing was really happening, so we have to make it happen ourselves. We were like yeah. kind of being maniacs in the sense that we were like, hey, what's up? Like, we're going to fool you into doing this with us, and then you, uh-huh. then you like... Bit, yeah, and we yeah. were like, okay, let's go. I remember waking up the next morning nope. being like, they should put me in a cage. Like, that was so embarrassing. <laughs> and then you showed up at the screening, you're like, hey guys, I have a good idea for a movie. Uh, so, our movie's tomorrow. Like, this is <laughs> yeah. what we're going to be doing. And we were like, no, no. We were like, don't bring up the movie. Don't bring yeah. up the movie. Yeah. The, the other thing is, so then Stuart was watching my brain. And then um, Morgan told me that he was coming back to Toronto at the tail end, like after my screenings were over, because, and we'll get into this in a second, Morgan, you. Um, have been shooting a show in Toronto for like a few years already and you have been kind of part-time living in Toronto and so you knew the city room well but you didn't know any of, of these uh, these beautiful film people um, you had your own crew but you didn't know these specific film people and um, and then when you guys kind of went at me at karaoke and <laughs> just, just, but I don't think you fooled me or anything because I actually just no. think Leah, there was something really magnetic about your personality, you know, like, and I was like, yeah, this person has a really good, like, screen, this person has a really good screen presence. It's just like, kind of, like, you know, you're a filmmaker, you, like, meet people, you say, okay, this person would be good to screen, this person would be good to collaborate with, this person I don't ever want to see again in my fucking life, you know, you just make these kind of quick, quick judgments, and, you know, I could just tell that all the, all the kids like you know nate and, and everybody we're talking about shelby and don and some people like oh yeah i want to collaborate with these people that they, they're passionate they're nice they, they seem to kind of they're into it i don't know their skill level but they're into it you know that's all that kind of matters and totally. then for you leah i was like this person's fucking this person has a screen presence so then i thought okay yeah leah and then you guys were like, let's make a movie i was like yeah something with Stuart and leah that could be super weird and interesting <laughs> and then morgan was like i'm coming back i said dude just come straight from the plane meet hell me yeah at this dinner we're having dinner at this german um whatever polish polish exactly well the, the poles are going to be upset <laughs> <laughs> they have a long problematic history um so, so then Morgan Tell you came and I'll go into. I think we have time. And um, Morgan, you came and um, I, 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 honestly, I I wanted to interview you, but I did at that point have the idea of like, yes, Morgan is the missing piece 
of this movie puzzle. And like right originally, when he sat down, I said, I got an idea, buddy. You want to make a movie tomorrow? Because Monday was going to be the only full day. Right. And then, I, what did you say? I don't know. I don't think I took you very seriously. I was like, yeah, I'm around, whatever. But then <laughs> it slowly became clear that I had made a commitment and that it was going to happen. But I'm, I'm so happy it did. Yeah. 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 Well, I, yeah, you had just come because you, you were in the middle. Of shoot, you had just been shooting your movie, right? And, and that was all good directing and starring and producing. Yeah, I had just and, come and, off like a really stressful experience of you know filming and acting. So it was like it was it was awesome to do you know just to work in a way with like all these people who were there because they wanted to be you know like everybody was just down to mm-hmm. do it for burritos basically and like. Yeah. Shit, this thing. It was, it was really I think fun. we got pizzas. Yeah. I thought we got pizzas. No. Nevertheless. I think it was very <laughs> oh, exciting. Is that, is that, uh, wait, is that a famous, like, kind of proverbial expression I'm not aware yeah. of? I, it is paid by my, burritos. In my, in my universe, <laughs> it, is, it is like a phrase I, I use, but I don't, I think I got like it. for it to Down catch on. Burritos. It's sort Down of like my burrito. nice balls, if you will. Right. It's extremely funny that. No, it's extremely funny that we ended up mo- calling the movie the Straight Ball. I feel like uh, we're just building oh, yeah. your brand. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. The Straight Ball is like kind of extended Eugene Ball's universe. Yeah, the title. Eugene but, Ball's. But it's, also some, but it's also something Morgan said in the movie. Yeah, which is so funny. Like, mm-hmm. Eugene, like cool balls, fun balls. He, he says a line in the movie that was probably my favorite line. Although, yeah. so here's the thing, Sean. So we sat there at the Polish restaurant and we're like, let's do this movie. And I vaguely explained it. It's like, you guys are on a date. You guys like don't connect really. And then Morgan says, wait a second, wait a second. You could be a really good match for my father. And that's basically the premise. And then Stuart plays the father. And and there's no there was no script. I think I sent everyone an email with like a summary that had like three paragraphs. And um from working with Morgan, I'm like, Morgan is one of the great improvers of our time, so no problems totally there. Right, After totally interacting right. with Leah, I said, I think she's going to be able to handle herself and, like, you know, kind of, like, meet him or match him or just do something that will, like, for lack of a expression, throw a curveball into his thing. Oh, and that's the line. Anyway, so, so there's a line in the movie. There's a line in the movie where uh, Morgan goes, I know you think this is, like, a curveball, but actually it's a straight ball yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, so that's funny. that's really. the title um we, so uh, yeah so then we the other, I mean, that's the kind other of how curve works from my understanding is they have you know they basically have like a paragraph that's like this is what happens in the scene beats and then they have like a couple phrases that like it's like when this happens make sure you say this you know and like that and then they just do it and then they just riff and rely on each other being you know hilarious yeah it's it's not super different from how um how i made a wonderful cloud and wobble palace and i think watching those movies on some level must have activated everyone because they and during the q a's i'm sure i talked a little bit about like and we are as well um that had even less of a some like treatment than wonderful cloud and wobble palace like I'm sure I talked about how like you know I have the idea and then we kind of like go with it and make it up and modify it. Mm-hmm. There is something inspiring about that. I mean, I think generally that process can lead to like a hundred bad films for every good film, but there are certain ways to stay focused and to kind of hone in on stuff. And the number one way, honestly, is just good casting. I, I can't really take the you can take the credit for 
having a feeling about people and then you kind of let the people captivate it in their characters and that, that's kind of and, and then being kind of ruthless as an editor um mm-hmm. and then Nathan went into that process me and him went into that process over the course I think of a year it kind of took us almost a year to edit the thing just remotely like after you know a bunch of time away and little sessions and shit but uh but yeah so then we went we really didn't even meet up till like around 3 or 4 p.m we had to wait for that coffee shop to close right. so Shelby one of the other filmmakers involved uh, so Eli said Eli Spiegel said I'm gonna do sound and then Shelby said I have a cafe so she's basically the producer and and who else am I blanking um Some people showed up as extras Danielle and then, and a bunch of people, Dan- everyone from Dan- the screening showed yeah. up as extras, so it was like every yeah, yeah. day we just kept seeing each other. Yeah, and on and the last day, like the third day. was filming BT, a lot of BTS. Yeah, Donna was yeah. filming BTS. There was, there was also who, there was that woman who was an artist. Um, yeah, Danielle. Is that Danielle. Danielle. BTS? That's did Danielle. someone did someone cut together the no. BTS? No, we have all this great BTS of like. Um, you, you do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dawn did. Oh, yeah. Where's that? That's probably gonna be longer than the movie. Totally. Yeah. Dawn fi- has filmed like all of our things that we've shot basically since then as well. Like he's filmed all these. Um, he filmed you in the Q and A. You said we shot this movie in four days about, I guess, uh, about Wobble Palace. We are. Um, yeah, and, and we are. And someone said, "How did you do that?" And basically from that point on uh you showed us <laughs> how we could shoot um so extremely quickly mm-hmm. and just get as much as possible and then you know there was like a 24 minute cut which is awful but that was kind of uh of the movie of the movie uh, yeah, yeah yeah i mean i think how did we do it i mean basically okay we brought two cameras which i actually had never i'd never used two cameras on the other movies no we didn't either if, if we had them Let's do it. We did use them for some, some some stuff. And kind of like Morgan understood his character right off, and Leah, you understood. And then you guys just started riffing mm-hmm. at the cafe until the light got too different to buy it anymore. It's kind of just like, okay, well, the light is kind of like this guy, like one of these old filmmakers from, you know, like 1913. We'll let the light we'll let the light determine when it's done. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, <laughs> so we did that for two hours. Then we went to shout out to greg stewart who i've also kind of introduced to the community out there and he's he's a really swell yeah um guy who uh produced one of the producers on wobble palace and is just supporting of like cinema in general so he had been supporting some some programs at tiff and now i think he's involved with supporting yeah. like, the kfab program i know he they're a doing lot of the series yeah in a couple of weeks and he's he's close with wajalski so that was <clears> a cool thing and morgan you know him really well um yeah. i know Am I, I'm rambling here. And so then we got from the cafe to Greg's apartment where we shot the apartment scene. And then it's like, here, he, this is actually how you make a movie in four days. You say, hey, we need to take Ubers from location B to location C. We need to film in that Uber. We need to, if we're going to take a fucking Uber mm-hmm. from location B to C, we need to turn that Uber drive into a scene. Yeah. And it makes sense because they're moving that. from one location to another. It's like, yeah. that's how you make a movie in four days. Every single, hey, we need to get lunch or dinner as a crew. Um, is the crew okay with us like filming a scene after eating in that location? Yeah, <laughs> you know? and, and, just, yeah. Uh, and that's something that we did in Wobble Palace and stuff. Never so, knowing when I you're mean, not filming, like never being sure and just always being on your toes. It just becomes like a I really fun crew, game. If, if the crew and cast get that that's what's going on and they like it and they mm-hmm. want to do it, 
that that is a totally different DNA of filmmaking that anyone is used to, and you can create and explore really different energies than you do just on a normal set. And and if everyone's excited by that, then you do then you can make a movie really quickly. And then of course, part of the schedule is determined by the fact that Stewart can't leave his hotel room, like we're saying, for his lockdown. <laughs> and so we went to shoot the next part of the movie in the hotel room. We incorporated that element of Stewart. So I think I can't leave. Like yeah. I'm in trouble and dig it dig a ding. And um, and then Stuart, obviously the character, that became its own thing, and the interaction in U three, and then we just kind of stayed there till we kind of had it, till it felt like beer, like we had to go, and <laughs> and that's how you shoot a thing in seven. I think we shot in seven hours between like four p.m. ish at the coffee shop, four or five p.m. at the coffee shop, and leaving Stuart's around midnight, and um, and we had lunch in between and all that. Yeah. You shoot until it gets weird. Yeah, yeah. And it got weird. And it got weird. And weird. So you're like, all right. Yeah, we got to get the hell when, out of here. When we were shooting, I mean, it, it was it, almost... It didn't get weird, weird. It, got, it didn't get weird, weird. I mean, it's just... Yeah, like, yeah. So star- he's so starved for kind of social interaction and kind mm-hmm. of like cool young people, just cool people to interact with because he's, he's locked, more or less locked up and he's such a social being mm-hmm. that I think we, by that point, were exhausted from such an intense shoot and he was so amped up from like, yay, we're hanging out all night and we were like... And he's so not aware. He was like extremely unaware of like a camera at all. Oh my god! He he just kind of didn't know when we were rolling or not rolling. Like he knew, but but he would just be telling his story. And actually, when we were leaving, you know, we really were like uh, we're done shooting, but it was like we were still kind of in the scene until we walked out of the hotel room. Mm -hmm. I mean, for me, it was so fun because it was like following. uh, It really was like chronological and we really didn't quite know where it was going to go when we did get to the hotel room and so there was this point where it really did become almost like this weird um documentary almost or, or almost like a um portrait of jason of like uh stewart just telling yeah, uh, his story stewart, yeah, yeah uh, just it's portrait of jason's uh, shirley clark documentary in which okay. uh, it's sort of just a monologue um of this person telling his story okay um and it very much became Stuart telling Leah his story and Leah really <laughs> listening with like compassion and then you being like, okay, we have to get a shot where you're disgusted. Yeah, and so then yeah. we cut in the shot of like totally separate of you being yeah. like, oh, what? Yeah, but yeah. mostly it was Leah being like, yeah, oh my God. Like it was, yeah. it was so yeah, like, that's sort so of hard. tender oh after she plays kind of like a bit of a jerk for the re- like throughout the movie and then like. Well, at a, cer- at a certain point, I mean, Stuart is being extremely vulnerable with his own story, yeah. and on yeah. some level, and some level, Stuart's story is a story he has told many, many times. So even though he's not like a professional actor, he is a compelling screen presence, and he does have like a part of his bit, you know. And it's a great bit; it's interesting, and it's definitely worth documenting. So yeah, it inserts itself almost as a portrait of Jason. In the original cut you made, Nate, it was like a whole. Mm-hmm. eight minute thing which was fascinating but not good correct for a movie yeah mm-hmm. um um but correct for its own movie that's just no no story, but, but it was always this yeah yeah and, and i encourage i i know he wants to make stuff he dms me all the time so i was yeah. telling him work with nate work with don like they are you guys he is so compelling it's worth it yeah really but is. um don but, shot but some no, documentary stuff will you tell start. will someone introduce like tell stewart's story Oh, he, I mean, he tells it very much in the movie, but I think he... Uh, oh, that's it. That's, that's I mean, him. I yeah. think that's his story to tell. Yeah, yeah totally. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. think, like, he, he has other variations on telling that story. Lawyer, who, which 
many ex-wives in his, in his trail behind yeah. and, you know. There's kids out there somewhere? His kids, okay, I think he was involved <laughs> in, yeah, in some underground nefarious activities. I think he was able to exculpate himself from those activities. Like, <laughs> on, 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 on the path to enlightenment, recovery, totally. healing, fame, dancing, whatever. Stuart is the persona all to himself. And yeah, he's in the film where people want to look him up. I think his TikTok is like New Clown Order. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of his name that goes by New Clown Order. Or Stu, Stu Art. Stu um, Art. But I was, yeah, and he is a really special character, uh, person, um, and character. I was gonna say, oh yeah, just because we know that the, the, the film has to veer off in this other slightly different direction, which is that he needs to, like, make a move in this way, and, like, there, it was just hard to kind of direct him to do that in a way that felt natural, because he didn't, like, he doesn't, he just has his, like, you know, his path that he, his mind is on. And if you say, hey, you need to deviate from that path and start being creepy or something, he didn't exactly, it wasn't the most natural thing for him. Um, yeah. So, you know, we needed the reaction shots from you, Leah, and we needed you to kind of almost take him to that place to kind of, like, push him to the place where he could be creepy yeah. organically. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that that's why we needed the shots from you to kind of redirect the kind of Stuart show in another way. And that's another way of making movies quick actors kind of using uh using um and collaborating with actors to push each other to direct each other mm-hmm. in a way uh because when it comes down from you know like the director or something like that it, it, it might feel a little less natural than if it's like hey we need to figure out a way to like redirect this scene and so when i'm acting in my movies like that is how i think about it okay i'm gonna direct the scene through performance and then when i work with other actors now morgan you can kind of test this you know it's like it's a collaboration between us to like direct the scene in a way because your energy is going to take the other actor to get, to get you know, that's, mm-hmm. you know. It, it's really fun to see like the gears turning in an actor's head as they're actually present in a moment. It actually takes like so much of the pressure off when like that, what you're saying, that kind of like direction within the, within the scene yeah, I mean, itself. When you, really, like, when you genuinely don't know where it's going to go or what you're going to say or what's going to happen. Yeah. I feel like that's so palpable. You can either do it for real and film it, like the actual improv, or you can work really hard to like rehearse the written scene and then get it through the awkward phase where then it again can start to feel like mm-hmm. you're it's happening in the moment, you know? But But never in between like the, the two. It's a very palpable thing in, in performance when you you know when you really don't know what's where it's gonna go, you know. Yeah. 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 The um, yeah, and then, and then part of the thing is, as a director, you have to be like, okay, well, now we're doing take two and take three and take four, and hopefully we're not doing more than four takes is kind of my mentality. But in those takes two, three, and four, how do you still keep that element of surprise? Obviously, that's yeah. part of the actor's craft. Um, how do you get new material? Because do you want to give editor options, especially if you got it on the first take? And then how do you make sure that the new material can still fit into the arc of the old material for the edit. So it's a, this is another kind of mentality for making a movie quickly. It's like, you do mm-hmm. want to have different material options because the character, the actors are so talented. But on the other hand, you don't want it to deviate far enough away from the good take that you can't use it. You know, then you cut it together. 
So just kind of having the editor's mindset when you're directing between takes and stuff. Anyway, Sean, that's kind of the story of making this movie. I mean, the, the story of me, of Nate, editing it with, with me remotely is way more boring and, and <laughs> less dynamic. I think um, the only thing about the, the editing was just that it was um, like a choose-your-own-adventure novel. And, like, the funnest thing for me was, like, smashing together these different takes and, like, options and, like, character decisions and seeing, like, if, if something came out of that. Uh, and, like, the process of editing it down was making it kind of make sense again and mm -hmm. kind of, like, cleaning it off and, like, always just keeping it as, like, screwball as possible but trying to make it as, like, simple and actually logical as possible, I feel like, was, like, a really cool lesson in... And, and just, yeah, if you yeah. tweak one thing, if you change one thing in an edit, that other thing suddenly gets a lot funnier. Mm. And that was, like, really, yeah. really cool seeing, uh, oh, if you take out this one shot that was really funny on its own, then everything else suddenly becomes, like, more surprising or, or more... Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, intriguing. No, 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 it's, it, it's, it's a really good point, and I think what you're saying about simplifying... It's like, yeah, the edit process itself, um, I think about it like the chisel away at like the reveal, the real movie. Yeah. Um, it's like hidden underneath, and you, you have to be really kind of ruthless with with the material to reveal the, the, the I don't want to say the best possible version of the movie, but the version of the movie that like sings a little, you know, mm. or feels alive a little. Yeah. And if, at least in the movies that I'm trying to make, there is that energy of like what we're talking about the onset energy and the more you kind of like bloated with like some awesome improv that morgan did and some other awesome improv that <laughs> leah did and some other awesome improv that morgan did and suddenly we're cracking up because there's like 50 lines in a scene that should have been scripted only at like 30 lines you have to say hey you know what i love these lines but they're not like good enough it's not like they're not important enough to keep they're not more important than the pace of the because yeah. movies as a duration, durational art are all about rhythm and pacing. So even though these 20 lines are fucking awesome, let's figure out which 20 we can get rid of mm. and still have it make sense and be emotionally like accurate and still be funny. Being that, that, emotionally accurate was really... For me. It was really important, the emotional okay, accuracy too. Like getting Leah to a yeah. point where it made sense that she would still be in that room in the hotel. So that mm -hmm. there is that like mm -hmm. kind of... Again, there, there's always a bit of a, like a meta thing when you do something so spontaneous, like like you are experiencing like what it felt like to be in that room, and there was actually like energy and kind of a bit of an electricity when we were in the room of Eugene feeding the actors lines and, and sort of like literally writing the script, you know, in script, well, uh, writing that's why the story like. Uh, that's but that's also why the movie doesn't really exist about like Morgan, obvious for obvious levels, but yeah. another level, it's like. When we sat down at the cafe, I really didn't fully get what the vibe was going to be. And then Morgan started going fast and furious. This is like really annoying yeah. kind of like alt bro on a date. And he, <laughs> no, I mean, so you really good. went for it, Morgan, and you brought yeah. like electricity to your kind of approach <clears throat> at Leah. And then Leah had to meet you there. And, and then, so then it was like, okay, yeah, the tone is set. Like, like Morgan kind of has totally. like made the first little move of on, and now the game has begun and um <laughs> well yeah and i didn't know i didn't i didn't really have any uh, preconceived notions about what the character was or anything i really owe it all to leah because it was just sort of like meeting leah 
we pretty quickly got into like a dynamic where I was like annoying her or I was like saying yeah. things just naturally to you that were like kind of offensive I yeah guess. I mean we but were it, kind it, of going it was fun and yeah then, so the character I mean the character like whatever I was doing was based on you in a way and my my reaction to you mm-hmm. and uh yeah I mean it was very was like enough. playful we were going like toe-to-toe I think like when we originally met each other and then it was just like transferring that to the screen and seeing how that yeah. translated it's like a yeah, crash course in becoming like, friends testing each other and like I was like trying to see like how far you know yeah <laughs> How, how, how much I can antagonize you a little bit here and there. And, and, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think a big part of that, too, and, and, and for any filmmakers who are listening, is I think a really in, informative thing um, for actors to find a character is their wardrobe. And so I do think on a certain oh, yeah. level, Lee wore something like very particular that kind of doesn't even fully stand out as much as did IRL like mm-hmm. it doesn't really fully stand out in the movie as much as did IRL and I think Morgan saw that and Morgan was kind of like this is the type of person you are playing and then yes. Morgan's like well I'm just wearing like a pea coat and like a sweater or whatever and so I guess this is right. the sort of person I'm playing in con- like in reaction to the sort of person you see people play and so I think the wardrobe really informed you guys that is so true yeah, yeah. I remember bringing like five options not knowing what and then Leah and Eugene were like oh it's you definitely gotta wear that suit and I was like really oh okay I guess I'm like a finance bro or something and I was like trying to justify why I'm wearing this suit yeah and then we were both yeah. kind of we were both kind of wearing the same outfit as well because remember we showed up we were both wearing cowboy boots and jeans and like kind of like yeah. this like blazer ish <laughs> yeah, yeah. jacket and then for some reason I had like bondage wear on which yeah like Over definitely for, sure. some yeah. for some random reason for some random reason I don't know why well, just so kooky I just had bondage wear I on we, I think also we were working off of and Sean sorry if this is like uh, yeah. really kind of monopolizing any questions yet but I think no I don't um, care this is good yeah this is what yeah, it's whatever yeah. it is so so uh I think another part of it is just like the Tinder sort of date, the sort of like online date thing where it's like, oh, cool. Like we are sending each other kind of flirty DMs and we look kind of hot in pictures. So we're going to match and we're going to, it might be fun. And then when you meet the person IRL, you realize like, hey, these two people come from totally different universes. It's actually super interesting because, you know, organically in your social sphere, you might not meet that many people with like different values or different kind of mm-hmm. aesthetic or moral sensibilities because we said we tend to kind of like segregate into our own social kind of bubbles and so on online dating even though on a, maybe a superficial level two people seem like a good match obviously texting is one of the most superficial activities of all time like you feel like oh this could work then you meet up in real life you're like oh wait a second we have totally different vibes totally different aesthetics totally different values and that was kind of the, the interest i had at that type of date which um, I think a lot of people have been on. Um, and then also, Morgan, we had to remember that we knew we were going to Greg's apartment, which is like, you know, in the grand scheme of things, kind of swank. So, yeah, um, shout out Greg's, you know. Yeah, yeah it's so, a nice apartment. So you did have to have, like, you know, a kind of wardrobe and mentality of, like, I have a good apartment and maybe I even earned the money for it and not just, like, a nepo. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, right. Yeah, that all, yeah, that all tells you something. And I mean, also, I think that the, it's also based on like you. I mean, for me, like all those things. Like, if I'm acting in because I know Eugene, Eugene for so long, I had just met you guys, but 
like I know you, I've seen all your movies, I know your taste, I know what makes you laugh, so I'm adapting, I'm like naturally just as a, you know, people-pleasing actor, just like funneling my energies into a shape that I think you will like in the moment, like trying to yeah. respond to her in a way that you would I do subscribe to the idea of like actor as on tour as well though so like you know when you, you have actor with a personality which is really the main requirement for this role for this job and you certainly are that Morgan and, and Leah you certainly are that um, you just allow the actor to write in their whether it's pre-scripted or improvised you allow them to write and I do think one thing Morgan, I remember when we were doing this prep for Zeros and Ones, we watched like one of my favorite movies, which is Minnie and Moskowitz, which is probably a movie that you guys are familiar with as well. I don't know if we talked about we it. We did talk about talk the about Zelmo it. scene. That iconic we scene. We watched the Zelmo scene. Exactly. The so scene good. Zelmo and then we said, oh, yeah, that was the beginning. So and we, we were screaming while before. watching it. Yeah, we did, we did watch, we talked about it. I'm calling Lovely I'm calling Lovely yeah, exactly. Yes, so, you know, you're so a real was, good listener. <laughs> yeah, that informed, um, I think, the date as well a little bit. Um, although, Morgan, you're not quite as beautiful as Selma. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Changes the dynamic um, a little bit. Okay, okay, guys, I think I have to jump, but yeah. um, I think so one, one, just... one wrap-up yeah. is what yeah. is next. So we're showing this movie on Thursday. Is the, Have you shown so, it? Yeah, is this the first in person? It it's played yeah, a bunch no, of little I, things like yeah, you uh, said it played some festivals. Just right? out of interest, like where there's interest, we've done this all really slowly and lazily. Like that's I think why it's so fun and good is that there's mm. no rush to get it done. So we just kind of like went back to it whenever Eugene gave me some notes, and we would go, oh, that's not really funny anymore. Like and so whatever was still funny after like eight months, kind of made it into the movie, and so that was really. But it played in yeah, London, played in Melbourne. It's good. Yeah. I'm it's surprising. Component. Look, also, no offense to anyone here, I have zero expectations for this movie. Oh, yeah. God. Are you kidding? No, yeah. neither did we. At a certain level, when I was making the other films, the imp other improv movies I'm talking about, I have almost no expectations besides the idea of, like, I want to do something fun, new, fast, doable with my friends. That's, like, the mindset. Okay. So with those movies and this movie, if anything could happen, it's like it's like amazing. It's like organic. It's like wow, yeah, cool. It's special. And it just so happens that when you approach things like that, and you have the the privilege to give seven hours for pizza and burritos, or everybody wants to do that, or when you you have the privilege to jump into an edit once every two months for a year. Or when you can get everyone together for eight days and shoot a feature and edit it in like a month and like hug everyone goodbye and say thank you so so much bye like let's see what happens people feel that it's like different and hopefully you're so ruthless to the material that it becomes good and different mm. and i think um what we have here is a movie that i, I can't speak to its quality level but like i enjoy it and and, and, you know, I got so many fucking DMs and messages from people in London when I played at London Short Film Festival. They're like, this was so fun. It was such a breath of fresh air. It was, like, the best movie there, blah, blah, blah. And I'm, like, literally, I don't even know about it. You know, I've never watched it with an audience. I've never seen a movie with an audience. Right. I, I wish no you could see it. I wish you were in New York. That would be so, yeah, damn. Yeah. Unfor unfortunately, I can't. I can't. But no, I, we I, could I do. We jealous. Can... 
we should FaceTime you in and we could just put a phone at the front of the theater for you to watch the audience while it plays. Yeah, we'll handcuff uh, you to your desk. Yeah. No, but <laughs> one, day, I, one day I swear it will be shown. Yeah. So, or I will be there with the audience. So um, I appreciate, uh, Sean, you putting it on. And yeah. I'm yeah, really happy you. that they will be able to go to New York and enjoy themselves. You guys have a great screening. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Eugene. Let, let me know how it goes. Love you, buddy. And, Thanks um, for. I'm uh, so happy we were all able. We were all able to do this together. Such a fun. Yeah, event. definitely. I'm you happy really, it worked uh, out. You really energized yeah. us when you came to Toronto. Sean, Sean. Yeah. No offense, buddy. I meant the movie. <laughs> I know. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I am also happy we were able to do the call, the call, the call together. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I meant both, but I, I really meant like, wow, what a fun kind of like. And I, I just encourage anyone listening to say like. Hey, if we're making, especially if you're making a short, just go. Yes. Just go do it. Don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. Just use your instincts and, and, and try to do it with people who seem lovely and who seem nice and who seem enthusiastic. And see what you come up with because that, that could be something really nice, too. Yeah, I think um, if, we okay, had, I really have... if we had three more days, it probably would have been a feature. <laughs> yeah, it could have. It, it could have. It could have. And you know what? The 24-minute cut you could have done could have fit nicely into a feature. It's just whether you have the parameters of the short and what people expect from that and the attention span and the kind of whatever. Um, it's no, just it's a all the better kind being of set, rigorous. viewing set approach so that we have to be more ruthless in the edit. Um, yeah. Okay, guys. Yeah. Um, all right. Have Thanks, awesome Eugene. Nice to see Thanks you. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Hey, Morgan. Oh, still... Yeah, yeah, you're still here. <laughs> still I guess I got a jet soon as well. How, um, what's up, Sean? Nice to meet you, man. Nice to meet yeah. you, too. Yeah, no, thanks Sorry, for doing this. this is probably boring radio, but I just want to say hi. No, 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 all good, all good. We miss you, Morgan. Uh, yeah. We miss the six months after we shot this. We uh, hung out with Morgan a lot, and we went on a lot of, yeah, uh, a lot of adventures. We became real good friends. Seriously, honestly. Forever. It was a real energetic little thing, and everybody was around that screening. We have since gone and shot other things. So yeah. Morgan, I uh, forced Morgan to be in my movie. Since then, we, we oh, shot yeah. a couple days and, and uh, this other project. And we kept threatening to make different other movies that we never quite did. But it sort of made it all feel a little more possible than it did before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Beautiful. I want to hear, how's your, how's your movie going? Are we still on the air yeah, it's, it's recording on, but i mean yeah you'll talk whatever later. Like, i'll you show can, you some tell, stuff. No, tell us about your movie uh no, yeah so we, yeah. we were making a movie i guess it all ties in because we were making this movie that was very stiff and we were making this movie that shouldn't have been stiff mm. and it was called it's called the all golden and uh it stars leah and we started in the middle of covid we were like even like I like redid my apartment to kind of be a movie set, which I'm still sort of living in. But we kind of hit a roadblock where things were so um, it was like a kind of formalist, and it was so stylized. It was very rigid and yeah, yeah. Leah was a really was good like actor. There was a lot of boundaries in terms of yeah. like lighting and just yeah. It, there it was, was no, just the nightmare no, like, of free the free flowing movement. Like mm-hmm. it, was, it felt very stagnant. <clears throat> and so like when we talk about, I think like. Eugene coming and just like this weaving together of like all these amazing people to make something that was so like um, like lightning in a bottle. Yeah. It really changed like how we thought about the feature. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what you're getting at, right? And then 
bringing like weaving Morgan into the all golden and being like okay like now there's like life again yeah, like, there's yeah. spark there's energy and well, and that was so exciting we were gonna shoot that weekend and then we can't someone canceled and something didn't happen and we said all right let's go to this Eugene yeah, screening like that's the whole reason go. why we were there yeah. and why we were uh, so um ambitious was like basically frustrating and excited yeah it was basically like we have like a total system that we built to shoot like but we don't have um our movie together it's just not working we don't and have so, that like thing yeah like leah's working leah's doing really well we're like getting into the groove and then since then it made me break open what i was doing and so we shot half of our movie over the course of a month and then when we got morgan in and our friend ben petrie is like an amazing actor totally. Uh, yeah. It was uh, just like, and Knox, um, it was just like, okay, now uh, let's shoot half the movie in two days. Yeah, it was like, this <laughs> is what we always wanted the entire yeah. time. Was that like energy yeah. of people in a room? I found it to be a similarly invigorating experience after coming off of more formal productions. Oh. Just to do something so loose and <laughs> was awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Uh, I, really it, special. Like thing. I mean, you can make something and have zero fun, and it can still turn out pretty good. I think, but I do think the odds are way better for yeah. that. What you're making will be entertaining if you, you. It doesn't necessarily have to be like fluffy fun, but just like you know, um, a little bit dangerous and loose and, yeah. and exciting. Like there's an loose energy, like an electricity in the room. That since yeah. that screening, we feel like if there's not an electricity in the room, if you're not throwing curveballs, stupid to say, if you're not throwing nice. like like kind of <laughs> like, it. if you're not, well, I forget who this was about, but someone said that like a great director um, like reheats material as soon as it's getting stale, finds a way to like microwave it, finds a way to like, like jolt it back to life. I think yeah. that's kind of what Eugene was, you know, Eugene was touching on where he's talking about the takes and doing different things yeah. with them and making sure he's touching certain things mm -hmm. but also making sure like they're keeping not you light on your feet right. and, like yeah. and a little bit of a party atmosphere mm -hmm. I think yeah. goes a long way if you're able to shoot it in a way that you can catch all these little details and keep it moving because at the end of the day like the edits to these things are actually really ramshackle affairs in which you're it's almost you're, like doc editing yeah, yeah it's it, well you're just trying to collect as many funny moments and like right. see if they can yeah. um, what they feel like when they're hitting you other. And I think something we were thinking about during the All Golden, it was like, okay, we're like not having fun in this room shooting right now, and that is going to transfer to the screen. Like the the like anger and frustration and like yeah. long hours. Um, it's not enjoyable. It's not enjoyable for us, so it's not going to be enjoyable for people who watch it. Yeah, totally. And sometimes yeah. that works, but I think for the context of like what we're making, it really, really doesn't. It's an interesting balance because I have both footage, like what you're describing. It's like. That footage is stylish and it comes comes across well, but at the end of the day, you're getting like, you're getting a drop of orange juice for like 20 oranges, like when you shoot like that. Yeah. And we just couldn't yeah. do it anymore because I don't have a producer. We don't have, we are, it's just we us no and a small group of friends who come yeah. in and out of the movie whenever they have time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so we have no reason to let this movie run our life or to let or to do anything that we don't want to do and yet, and yet. <laughs> so it's really cool that to see the straight ball with an audience it's like a reminder that like you got to treat these little you know indie movies like you're making blockbusters or you're making like crowd pleasers like you're trying to get like the most um sort of reaction
So sweet again. to see both of them again. Okay. Oh my god, I missed them. Yeah. Um, um, my card filled up, so we're part twoing right now. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get it. You want to? Uh, we'll hang out is over. Should we wrap this up? Uh, I really appreciate. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. One one thing I think is interesting is like you know talk to me about the Toronto film scene. Oh How yeah. you see it? How TIFF integrates and you know yeah. the rest of it. Like what what is I mean, this is something you know I'm interested. I know a few people in the Toronto film scene, but they are very into. They are like they do everything through TIFF. You know. Yeah. Right. Like, well, Telefilm yeah, is the big funding I mean, body uh-huh. there. So everything is kind and of Bell really is Bell funded. like a big that's for through crave yeah. Yeah. yeah so I guess there's a lot of there's a lot of inner workings that we're totally not aware of as people who are really impatient and um, just it, it it kind of ruins it it just kind of uh, gets in the way of trying to do something that's already hard enough okay. without you know you you try to like not you try to stop caring about what the type of people that fund movies would think about your movies yeah. it's like the hardest thing to do if you're trying to make something i mean i think like sorry i don't know anything about in canada, that because like i truly yeah. so i'm outside of that system in so many ways like not because i want to be but just because like i kind of have to be but i think the best thing about toronto would that have to be what because oh just know I, the people or what i what just feel like oh i'm just like outside of that world i'm in my stage of like making and creating um but something that i think is so wonderful about toronto that i've really noticed is like so many just like DIY film programming happening by young people who are just like excited to share and talk about and nerd out and um, sit with each other to watch things in like very strange different places all over the city. What are the places? Yeah. So cool. the Bleeding Edge is like a really oh, great. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Film we, like we love. That are, yeah, like that's a no. That's a like screening yeah, yeah, series yeah. that happens. It's it's pl- does like different places kind yeah, of. Yeah. Like so Bleeding so it's Edge. Kind of like what I do. Or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. Like I'm always at different places. Yeah. yeah. yeah so Bleeding Edge is like a, a really great duo, Alan and Ethan. Alan and Ethan. Yeah. And they're very generous in. Um, putting on screenings up at this bar that everyone goes to and it's it's really special to just like witness each other's shorts to support each other and just to kind of like you know like geek out and and hang out and and see how we can like support each other yeah. and then there's kfab obviously K-Fab. which is where we met eugene and like they're all really wonderful people um and then there's like madonia what's it called uh, that's like a more of an older thing i mean we have yeah. a pretty robust like rep scene in toronto it is like it's not quite like New York, but it, it, we have a few places. A bunch of them have closed down. I'm like lucky enough to, when I like, I grew up working in movie theaters, and so did Leah in BC. Although yeah. I think that Paradise on Bloor. Yeah, the Paradise yeah, yeah. is cool. That's where they do KFAB, and, right. yeah. and there's a lot of really great programmers there. Um, you know, we're not lacking. It's really cool. But I think with filmmakers and filmmaking with newer movies, around the time of coming out of COVID, there was this feeling of a little bit of like a, a, a smell of death or something. Mm. And I think we just like you wanted to cat you want to catch that sort of like feeling of corporate um, the like just I don't know like the movies that get screenings Insomniac and just this idea Oh my gosh, yeah, Insomniac is, is the best. Shorts. We love Insomniac. Yeah. Oh, I see I they did Mike Volandic just now. Wow. Yeah, that yeah. I did a performance with Insomniac in this summer cuz they do cool. um, both film screenings and like performances um, for their film festival and I mean, they're a great platform that's like outside of TIFF that's just yeah. like doing their own thing for young filmmakers to show and talk about and you know, treat their work seriously but in this like very fun, playful 
experimental setting. They just did something that they did something really interesting like two years ago that was like um, you tell a story through a bunch of different films. So one during person, COVID. Yeah, yeah, during COVID. So like one person makes a film, a like a few minute film, passes it off to someone like else, an and they corpse. and then no 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 exquisite corpse. exquisite corpse. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> and the next person like continues the story until the movie ends, yeah. and it's like a compilation of all these different things huh. that tell the story. So like yeah. there's experimental and fun things happening. Sorry, I cut you no, off. No no. Yeah, they did like a online? yearly series. That one's online. Yeah, I think. I think it yeah. should be. Will you send me? I'd love to check yeah, that yeah, out. Because yeah. that's actually that's you know it's one thing to do the storytelling, <clears throat> like sit in a circle and do that, but it's another thing to make a production. You know, yeah. low budget like they called it like the forty experience or something yeah, like how yeah. many how long did it go how many connections uh, an hour and yeah like it's like, like an hour and do you know how many like links no, to the chain no. there were no i think yeah. there was like 15 or so it was like 15 wow. filmmakers that had done shorts in the previous years and these are almost like, people like under we talked about this when i yeah when i was sick. like 20 and yeah. i had like new york film collective whatever that you know meant back yeah. like i had like 40 <laughs> people 50 people like in you know a loose collective of filmmakers uh, we had those that we like we never did it but yeah. we we literally we had that meeting of like yeah you know it was like an exercise but it was also an idea I yeah. remember um, whatever I don't think this is a bad thing like I remember Tara Subkoff came to one of those she's she's like a I don't know what you call her but she's made some films but she's also kind of I don't know she's more like fashiony mm-hmm. uh, I remember she came to one of these meetings and we were sitting around maybe 20 people and uh, talking about this, about doing what you're talking about, actually. And she walked out. She was there with, like, her boyfriend or husband or whatever. <laughs> and she was totally like, yeah, no, this is She's not. She's like, absolutely not. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm really, bigger than People this. need to be like, unified. And then yeah. everybody needs Everyone to be. Everyone else was super in. They yeah. need to yeah. be game. They kind of yeah. need to, like. You need pl- to play, play nice. Play the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. the different. You know, it's it's about, like, sort of the expectations of, of uh, and entry points to art making yes. and some people are doing it to to get agents and be a part of the machine some people are just trying to live mm-hmm. some people you know it, it's there's yeah. jobbers there's and there's no shade to that like i have truly no part. shade to like yeah. um like why you're making something or for what reason really because uh, yeah you have to like pay your bills and stuff too yeah but some people do it as a practice like some people yeah. think of it as like I have a job and then I do that as like yeah. my passion and they separate those things yeah. so that they could stay and yeah some people want to be a part of a system like you're saying some uh-huh. people like actively reject it um, but something that I think was just really interesting about the insomniac insomniac thing again was just like the kind of like loss of control aspect which I think is like something I constantly mm. learn in like my filmmaking experience it's like um, centering the kind of collaborative like interweaving of relationships that is so essential to like making something good and I think mm-hmm. that's what that practice does you really have to be like I did my piece like and now it's hands off and it's up to the rest of the group to like contribute to something greater than itself yeah. I think that that screening also like had or that that wasn't a screening it was online but yeah. actually that whole the vibe of that thing like why that works is because it's like one night it's like one mm-hmm. night only everybody's mm-hmm. making their movies you know, and some were way, way, way better than others. Like, there yeah. were standouts, and, um, like, they were, it was all, but it all hung together pretty well. But it was really about, like, very much that screening mentality of, like, you make a movie for one night. Yeah, one night only, it, folks, like, like one night right only, yeah. like, 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 valuing this live experience cool. of, yeah. like, uh, and that's what I think Bleeding Edge, the screening series, mm-hmm. does, where it's, edge, like, yeah. um, you put, you know, you're making your movie for, the back of a bar mm-hmm. and you want to capture people's attention and like show them something they've yeah. never seen before and the best part is that in the back of the bar like 
everyone's so excited. Awesome. Yeah. Like everyone's so like yeah. like stoked to be there. They're there because either they made something that's in it, they're filming for themselves, or they're just like someone who loves movies. So yeah. it's like so special. It's a lot. I mean, they they're mm. doing a lot of the things that I did at my house. Actually, I showed that's great. I showed this Hollandic film. I showed Eugene's We Are. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we did nights like that. You've been doing this Fun. like you've been doing nights. Like, I mean, again, that's that's very exciting. Like just remembering the. Uh, communal experience of this yeah. all and the kind of um like uh disposable nature of like films i think is like really cool to mm. keep that in mind because ultimately none of us think that this is disposable but mm. like when you think about it when you have that mentality of like you know just your experience of that of you in the room watching it with a bunch of people is really fun what yeah. um what is your kind of where did you st when did you start doing screenings and like what made you want to do screenings? So I started, I grew up around music, but I was more interested in film and worked focused on film for my yeah. youth. And then I was doing music in the background. And at one point I kind of allowed that to flip and I, mm. foc I let music be like my primary focus. And that went, you know, up until, I don't know, five or so years ago. I, you know, rededicated whatever myself to film and then put out the first thing that uh, a short it was, it was like the sh a short building into a feature that I put out at festivals in 2020 and that so so I, I well, actually backwards like I, I've done music events up all the right. way so to events like Coachella. have always been like yeah so exciting. I've done I've done big and small events I've done tiny you know undergrounds all the way up to literally Coachella. And mm -hmm. as part of that, as I sort of had more control and was getting more creative with what, yeah, with with the events, I, I would put film screenings in, I'd put tea mm -hmm. tastings in, I'd put things that I was really interested in and try and merge experiences and that crowds That is the 4 well. experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I would literally have like, you know, it, people would mostly be coming because of the DJs, but I would literally build a tea room and a screening room, like at a party, yeah. and it would go all night. So uh, I was, I've always, I don't do any drugs. I've never, mm -hmm. I've never tried. It's just mm -hmm. never been my vibe. I'm not anti, I just don't do it. So the way that I experience things, I, but I'll play a 12 hour DJ set. Mm -hmm. So the way that I experience these things is different than I think the average person, and I have ebbs and flows naturally, energetically, like just the way that I talk to people. So my favorite parties were always when um, there would be yeah ebbs and flows to the nights mm -hmm. like we'd be there for 12 hours but mm -hmm. I would have like I, I would end up sitting on a stoop for an hour with yeah. someone you know mm -hmm. who I just would get into a conversation and say hey do you want to like sit outside where it's quieter I will you know be in one room for a while, I'll be playing for a while, then I'll be dancing for, you know, have different, I'll be drunk for a little bit of the party, and then I'll be, you know, down yeah. in water, like whatever, <laughs> yeah. and I'll have these these different, yeah. uh, you know, modes. So I always thought about building that in to the mm -hmm. actual, like, construction of the party, yeah. where, like, you can dance for three hours and then, like, watch a movie mm -hmm. or drink some tea and, like, you know, all these, so I started yeah. actually building those in, and, and we did like proper, you know, I had Sundance like licensed mm -hmm. films, like Sundance was on the invite yeah. for like underground parties, it was cool. Yeah. Um, and that was in 2017, that was the first time I did it like that. Um, but then as I came back into film as like 
someone wanting to make my own. <clears throat> 2020 was a, was a, you know, was a, a wake up, was a reckoning, was, was totally. horrific for yeah. people trying to put things out. And, um, I think it totally changed like how I experienced movies. It was right. like going yeah. back to kind of, it was like a bit of a wake up call, I think for a lot of, you yes. know, a lot of film nerds. It's like this thing of like, you go to a film festival with like bad fucking vibes, yeah. watching mm-hmm. some movie. It's like, you think you're going to like the movie? Like. I don't know, like, like, uh, I just like even great movies, like, like it can just be. In the context, that context it's like as if the movies exist outside of like time and space or mm-hmm. like reality or something, because it's like, you, I don't know. So, I think the, uh, during COVID, it was like I watched a lot of those like streaming things, so like mm-hmm. Cinephobe and like um, the yeah, Spectacles did great, a lot yeah. of really cool stuff, yeah. and it was like. It, it kind of drove Leah crazy, but I loved, you know, TV in the background as a yeah. kid. Like, I loved it being, like, a thing. It's like a painting on your wall. Like, your experience is just being in the room with mm-hmm. the thing. So I would just half-watch movies all day long and all night long, and I can't really do it anymore, but it's so comfortable yeah. and it's so fun. And mm-hmm. Yeah, any, anyways. I, uh, but from that, like, coming out of that, it was almost like this thing of... Um, we were like, well, I think we were we were remembering exactly what you're saying. It's like, no, like being in a room with people experiencing yeah. something, especially for what you're saying, which I love is like durational time mm-hmm. is so exciting and so fun where you can ebb and flow between yeah. like, yeah, watching something for like five hours and then going to dance and then going to like a party and then, mm-hmm. you know, like spending a real like long night with a bunch of people who like are experiencing the night together and everybody's different memories of the movie like more so at that point it's like making people's subjectivity like more important like what you're saying about the creep show too like memory of that it's like you could remember i would love to make a movie someday that someone totally misremembers and has like it makes up a totally different movie that's That's so cool yeah i I gotta see it i'd really like to see it yeah yeah. But then, the you know, in that time period, it was like, I guess two things. One was that I cannot, I do not want to be just like a filmmaker mm-hmm. pitching myself and begging people to care and invest mm-hmm. in and pay attention to. I don't want to do that. And it's also a very like selfish existence kind of. It's like a whack, like you basically walk around and say, hey, I need you to make me the priority at this table. Yeah. Like, period. You know, I need to be the most important person oh, no, like at this table everywhere life. I go. Consumes right. Consumes all life I need around to eat, you. eat, 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 eat. Yeah. Like, basically, I eat, and then you can eat whatever I don't eat. That's, like, what you need to live as. And I and that was one part of it. And that it's not, whether it's nice or not, it's not realistic. And then the second part was, yeah, like, the cinematic experience is shifting and is never going to be what I grew up with. And we have to be proactive about that. We can't just... And adapt. Yeah, Yeah. we can't just accept that, like, we're going to put up showtimes in the back pages of the New York Times and people are going to buy tickets and that's going to be just a thing that happens. I'm not going to live that way. So, yeah, so the first thing that I did as, like, things were coming back to life was, you know, I had the the privilege of getting, like, a crazy deal on on an apartment and I put a theater in and I started hosting screenings and... Um, I just, that was, it was just like, let me give people an in-person that otherwise can't do it. Mm -hmm. So those were awesome. And I went, went, I did that for, I don't know, you know, a year and a half or something like that all the time. Everything from like having five people over to watch, you know, we would do rough cuts. We would like, and then I'd have like 200 people over for, you know, I think we showed Eugene's film and like 300 people were there. It was like, you know, 
a shitload of people. That's good. Um, and then I'd have nights that it was like a couple of us, you know. Yeah. But yeah. Um, just having the space. We should also talk about um, <laughs> New Circle of Cinema. Um, Ryan screening. Oh yeah, I there mean, was this great backyard yeah, screening series. Yeah, there was, series yeah, there there was this Toronto great and... backyard screening series, and it just made me think about what you're saying because he just has like this lovely backyard and was yeah. playing like the weirdest, most deep cut, yeah. like strange shit. And he would always just have beer, yeah. and you hang out in the backyard. Yeah. It's summertime. It's like very ritualistic. So it was like I think the last like Sunday of every month or something. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean something that we talk about all the time is like this this like thing that I think you're talking about which is like making something out of nothing like just find the apartment get the people in the room like play the movie and like see what happens and that's like very well special. I want to make it more now so like with yeah. what you know branding something and make you know when it's just my thing it's like it's limited it's cool yeah. it's cool you for my life collaborative. yeah I want to make it something that everyone gets to participate in and benefit yeah. from and instead of it just being me telling my friends like everyone you know like if y'all you have to go yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, it's old and, and limited, but I'd rather like Thursday night if it's, you know, 20, 30 people coming from you guys, 20, 30 people coming from Lucy, 20, 30 people coming from Samara, you know, mm-hmm. everyone meets everyone else and they're all kind of of, they have some thread that ties them, but they're all coming from different places and totally. you get new fans and then someone's yeah. going to come to your next also, thing. Also like, yeah, that like kind of like transdisciplinary aspect of it all like someone coming who's like an artist someone who's coming Absolutely, as a writer yeah. ceramicist like whatever mm. like and that like cross cult cross i want to say like knowledge sharing mm. in a weird way where it's like um having all those people around to 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 share knowledge and just like hang out and chat with each other like that's where like i think a lot of ideas are born and yeah yeah a lot of possibilities so made yeah exactly yeah. i mean that's kind of the the idea and, and that can extend in a variety of different ways but for now yeah. it's like I just want to get these screenings going you know we I mean we have we've been doing it we've done a yeah. brunch already this year um, and I want you know I love the pace of, of like how many you're doing yeah, it's doing great like just yeah. uh, <laughs> no, come great. or don't come yeah. that was what was great about Ryan's screen like the yeah. new, new come or don't cinema. come like we'll be here I think there was like 40 people there yeah. but at the and end like, of the day it's seats. like when we first yeah. went there was like three people and by yeah. the end of it, it yeah sorry I'm no, like, no. yeah but it was know. just it was great and I, it was just like I love that not neediness that sort of like if there's five people there it's gonna be the best fucking screen ever we saw a movie last night that yeah, Miles with, did with one like that five, five people or six. showed up to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with like five or six people, and it yeah. was amazing. It was yeah. so wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah we debated canceling it because we sold like, I think, 10 tickets. Like, yeah. And uh, we did others that night that sold out, but we did three in a row. And the yeah. first one, just like, it was five o'clock, and just like nobody. Yeah. It was an unlicensed. We, we didn't, we couldn't tell people what it was because we don't always uh, license, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what was the movie? That this movie playing? called White Cat from oh, 1950. Yeah. This old like Swedish film that cool. was from like a Bergman collaborator that never really came out. So yeah, had, um, it, it, it's technically the only time it's you know wow. screened in the United yeah. States. But see, that's so exciting. So it was cool. It was just we were not able to like advertise it, and um, I mean, I think I think there were seven or eight people there. I didn't totally really rocks. Yeah, I mean, I told the venue, I was like, hey, (laughs) if you don't want to open, you know, early, like, we don't have to, but, you know, I'm happy, like, I'm happy to just play the movie to the seven people that really care. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's that funny thing, you see that, like, one of those seven people at a party later, and you're like, how was it, like, wasn't that screening so fun? And then you have that little, like, Yeah, and then we had 100 people for the next, you know, two hours later, but we had seven for the the five o'clock, which was whatever, fine, you know? 
Well, we're looking forward people. to the screening. Yeah, thank yeah, you it'll so be much. Fun. Yeah, and thanks yeah. for doing this. Thanks for yeah. coming yeah, by. Yeah, thanks for having us. It's, it's, it's a time. real pleasure. It's so really fun. exciting to be able to travel, yeah. to go see a movie that we made, and yeah. that we like made a while ago, and that has like just good vibes. Yeah. There's yeah. no pain involved yeah, in this true. movie. It was that's rigorous, true. but there's no pain. Yeah, it, no bad feelings. It was like the vacation like, movie from the painful movie that we're yeah, making. Yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> the like, one we're killing ourselves And I think for. probably has like better energy in it because yeah. of that. I mean, yeah. it's a little thing, but it's just, yeah. it's a reminder. We super love it. Yeah, it's yeah. like a reminder to stay light on your feet, yeah. I think. Um, totally. And just to like make things that are like fun and funny and like yeah. kind of like, yeah, great. Yeah. So Nothing we're having great, fun. Yeah. We like to have fun. Yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. excited for people Liam makes to see movies. It. I make movies. Yeah. All of our friends make movies. Everyone, yeah. um, you know, who worked on this movie, the it's seven or eight people makes movies. Yeah. Our friend Don is making a movie. Uh, everybody has their own yeah. voice, and very his, his movie is like a such a party. That um, yeah. that like uh, that group of very rambunctious, creative, and um, yeah. dynamic people who are yeah. fucking funny and fun as hell. So yeah. that's what we're fighting against in Toronto is sort of like a world where that gets too difficult to do that we yeah. can't do it anymore. And yeah. I feel like the trick is speed. Or that we have to yeah. like conform to something yeah. potentially that might be um, limiting. But who yeah. knows? Who knows? Yeah, yeah, who knows what the future holds? Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank All right. you. Thanks, Thanks for coming. Yeah. Fun. Thanks.